Sarah Spreming, and this is Cop Dog Radio, a place where I will share my stories, cases, and considerations when it comes to all things dog sports and dog training. I hope you enjoy it. Today we're going to be talking about uh, something that I find myself talking about frequently in my work, talking to dog sports competitors, dog trainers, dog owners, Um, and the topic is frustration. So the first thing we've got to do, since frustration is a construct, is really operationalize it, figure out what the heck we're talking about when we're talking about frustration. So... The best explanation that I have heard, or the best kind of description of frustration that I have heard, was from Dr. Susan Friedman when I saw her, uh, one of the many times I've seen her, which was in January of this year at Clicker Expo. And she talked about frustration as being a function of extinction. And extinction is what happens to a learner when expected reinforcement is cut off. So, really good human example, I was in an airport bathroom um, the other day, and I put my my hands under the faucet to wash them and no water came out. So the behavior is put your hands under the faucet and the expected consequence or the reinforcement is water comes out and the water wouldn't come out. And I know that this has happened to all of you because these motion sensor faucets that are so great and cut down on bacteria um, (laughs) don't always work perfectly. And so then what happens is I, that behavior um, starts to go into extinction. So the behavior of the hands under the faucet, meaning that I wave them in a different way, and then I wave them harder, and then I might experience some aggression, and then I finally give up and move over to the next sink, right, that obviously worked for the last two women that came up and washed their hands while I was standing here maniacally waving my hands under the faucet. And the emotion that I was feeling uh, during that time was frustration. And that's what our learners experience too when expected frust- I'm sorry, when expected reinforcement does not occur. And unfortunately, a lot of people really build frustration, whether intentionally or not, into their training for their dogs. Um, and what I want to talk about today is people who are doing this on purpose. I hear, um, I hear it all the time that dogs need to feel frustrated in learning in order to um, be prepared for frustration in life or in sports. So I'm told that, you know, if they don't experience frustration during the learning process, that then when they do experience frustration in life, or let's say on the agility course, they won't know how to power through it. So they're kind of saying, you know, frustration tolerance is a life skill that can and should be taught through, Uh, through showing the dog frustration or showing the dog how that feels in training. 
And I don't disagree that frustration tolerance is a life skill that all of our dogs need. We need it too. I had frustration tolerance. Um, it varies day to day, but the reason, but you know, if every single time a an airport faucet did not produce the water I was expecting, I, you know, went crazy and started punching people in the bathroom, I would be in prison. So understand that I have to tolerate frustration and power through it in that moment. And your dogs also have to tolerate frustration. That's very true. Especially, you know, if you live with young children or you live with multiple dogs, as I do, they've definitely got to tolerate frustration um, here and there. But my argument is, and I don't even think it's an argument, you guys, because I think it's the truth, is that that's not a skill that they need to learn in training. And I'm going to also say it's not even a skill that they do learn in training. So um, that's my, I would say the the fact here is that it's not a skill they need to learn in training. And then my opinion is that they also don't. So producing frustration in training, I would say, does not produce a more frustration tolerant dog in life. To my knowledge, nobody has broke that broken that down and um, done a study on it. But if you're a you know, behavior analysis, PhD, hopeful. Maybe you could put that on your list for me um, because it is all about me. So <laughs> um, understand that when you produce frustration, let's say in shaping, because that's usually the argument that I hear is do a lot of shaping because shaping is frustrating and the dog will learn to power through that frustration um, and find the answer. Um, when you're producing frustration in shaping, let's come back to why frustration occurs. It occurs when expected reinforcement does not occur. So if your dog is frustrated in shaping, aren't you, isn't your rate of reinforcement too low? Um, aren't you not actually training the way that you probably should if your dog is frustrated? In my opinion, and not just my opinion, you guys, in the opinions of, or in, in the research that we do have, frustration does not lead to better learning in our, in our learners. It does not lead to better acquisition of behaviors. The best way, and we know this, um, the best way to build behavior is through a constant um, fixed ratio of high, high rates of reinforcement. Okay, so one for one behavior to reinforcement ratio, and then frequent high rates of that. So lots and lots of cookies being given. Um, your rate of reinforcement should always be high. That is the most effective way to teach. It is the fastest way for them to learn. So if you're sending your dog, let's say for a weave pull entry and they fail and you send them again and they fail and you send them again and they fail, um, you are not teaching them contrary to um, what has been perpetuated in the agility world. You are not teaching them how to get it right. Um, you are teaching them, if we really want to break it down, it's a negative reinforcement procedure and they're figuring out how to turn off the annoyance of you sending them again and again and again um, by finally finding the right entry. So are they, are they finally landing on that right entry? Of course they are. But 
on but they learn on that one trial in which they do find the right entry they're not learning on the other trials they're just feeling frustrated and so understand that because learning is only frustrating when the rate of reinforcement is too low or when the expected reinforcement does not occur that that's not the way that i want to train i want to have clearly lit the path to reinforcement for my dog I want it to feel like this nice, flowy, easy loop of behavior. I want us both getting a lot of reinforcement here because it's reinforcing for me to click and treat and it's reinforcing for them uh, for to hear that click and treat, right? So I want us both experiencing high rates of reinforcement. Me pr- producing frustration is just crappy training. You guys, the dog is frustrated. You have not done your job as the teacher. Now, will there be low levels of frustration here and there in training because nobody is perfect? Of course there will be. But let us not kid ourselves. That's not beneficial for anyone. That's a clue to us to improve um, what it is we're actually doing. So if you're looking at a training session saying, you know, wow, my dog worked through a lot of frustration there. That's really good. They're learning that life scale of frustration tolerance. Um, You're excusing the fact that you did not do a great job in there. You didn't do a great job teaching in that session. Because let's not forget that you are the teacher here. They are the learner, which means that the responsibility falls on you to only provide them with steps that they can actually handle um, and repeated failure is a, is a clue to the teacher that you have provided them with a step that they cannot handle, that they do not understand. So let's not excuse poor training by saying that we're doing a good thing here and showing our dogs how to tolerate frustration. And I did mention at the top that I feel like frustration tolerance is a life skill that dogs need. I think that genetics weigh in really, really heavily here, but also providing our dogs with um, frustration tolerance can come in the form of puzzle toys. So you guys know me, you know that I am a huge fan of feeding via puzzles. So putting your food in a bag, in a box, under a blanket, so the dog has to search and find it. is a really good thing to do. Again, I don't want the dog overly frustrated. I want the dog working at the problem. So they're experiencing a delay in reinforcement, but not a lack of expected reinforcement. So good example, my mom recently got a new dog. Um, She got a little year and a half old pug from a shelter and I sent her a slow bowl to feed the dog's kibble out of. So I said, all right, she's going to be eating kibble. Let's at least feed her out of a slow bowl. So I just sent her one of these um, slow feeders. I sent her one that looked pretty easy because I know a pug face might have a hard time getting into some of the nooks and crannies of the tougher slow feeders. So it's just a big spiral. And she said, you know, oh my God, is this okay? The dog is, she's reaching into the, into the gaps with her paws to get the food out because she can't get her nose in there. And I said, mom, that's more than okay. She's solving the problem. 
That's exactly what we want to be seeing. And eventually she flipped the whole thing over. All the food spilled everywhere. And then jackpot, she got all the food. Um, and then there, there are ways for us to make this harder for her as we go. My opinion is that the dog is building frustration tolerance as we uh, provide them with these puzzles from which to eat their food. I don't know that for sure, but that's my opinion. And I do observe that dogs become um, more resilient learners when I provide them with puzzles like this that they can solve. So to kind of recap, frustration is a function of extinction. We thank Dr. Susan Friedman for that quote. Um, and know that your learner does not need to ever feel frustrated. And if your learner does feel frustrated, that's a clue for you to evaluate and examine what you're doing to help them better get to the end result, to help them see the path to reinforcement much better. And frustration tolerance is important, but it should not has no place in learning. Frustration has no place in shaping or learning. Saying that it does is just an excuse for poor training. So if you guys have thoughts on this, uh, you know where to find me, but I would love it if you would um, post on the Cog Dog Radio Facebook page, which is a new Facebook page where these are going to be coming out on. Um, so hop on there when I post and have a good discussion about this. I'm sure there's going to be some people who, who disagree and that's totally fine. Just be kind to each other and have a nice discussion. Um, and I hope that I'll see you on the Facebook page having a nice, <laughs> lively, but kind interaction regarding frustration. Thank you for listening to Cog Dog Radio. If you've got questions or suggestions, you can shoot them over to cogdogradio at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. See you next time.